Coming at you from Brainy Stem, this is Magical Tea Party, where one dungeon master puts the kettle on for four friends who have never played Dungeons and Dragons before. My name is Sophia, your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, and with me, I have one of the players, our amazing Liz. Hi, Liz. Hi, Sophia. So, when did you first hear about D&D? Because I feel like you're pretty nerdy, and so I was shocked to hear that you you never played D&D before. When did you first hear about it, or what made you want to play? Probably from movies. Nobody's ever, like, introduced the game to me, and I know friends that play it, but I've never inquired about it, like, hey, can I play with you or anything? But watching Stranger Things, I know it's so cliche, but pop culture always talks about it. Mm-hmm. I always thought it looked interesting, fun. I was a theater kid. Hey, I didn't know that. Me and Claudia. <laughs> Drama kids for sure. So that always looks so fun to me. If I had somebody close to me that played it, I would probably be playing it. A lot of theater people like D&D. <laughs> I've noticed that. <laughs> Role playing. <laughs> yeah, I follow some of the big podcasts and a lot of theater people play. And I'm not a theater person. <laughs> and it just feels like that type of audience is attracted to that. I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah, I don't act anymore, so this has been a fun way for me to express that part of me that I like doing. That's awesome. What inspired you to make Tezel? What was your thought process into creating her? Well, I was really lazy about the name. I just did my name backwards. (laughs) 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 My name's Lizette. That's my first name, so... Oh, my God. So, (laughs) you didn't know that? I never thought of that. (laughs) So... Because at first I was like, oh my gosh, I have to make a character. Like, I was not feeling in a creative mode. The the name was like, I don't know what what story, what to do. Let me make her secretive at first. And then as I imagine her more, I'll come up with something. And I did. I came up with the backstory and everything. Just keep it secretive. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. And um, I wanted the rock gnome. I was actually, I I looked it up. I wanted something that doesn't get used. Like Mm -hmm. the least character that gets used just because I wanted to explore that. I don't like the magical ones. No offense. <laughs> but it's just because I felt like it was harder to like, what spells can I use? It was more compl I feel like it's more complicated. So I just wanted a fighter. Easy, simple, and not too popular. I don't know why I just wanted to go with that route. I totally agree. I've played D&D for a while and I think you're the first player that chose Rock Gnome. <laughs> like seriously, like first of all, Gnome doesn't get picked like ever. No, never. Never. never yes. And then Rock Gnome. I didn't even know that. I'm not going to lie. I didn't even know that was like a specific race subclass or whatever. Well, when I was signing up for the character, mm-hmm. I forgot what the other one was, but I didn't like it. I don't know. I was just comparing them and I was like, I'll just go for the Rock Gnome. It seems like cave uh I like that idea. I was already kind of working on a story in my head, like underground world, like for my character. So I thought it just clicked for some reason. I wanted that character. That's awesome. And how are you liking the campaign so far? I'm really liking it. It was definitely not what I expected. I expected more like fighting, which I was not excited about. I But the fact that you've made so much story is what has kept me going here. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yes, I love the story and the progression. The route that is going, I mean, I'm really liking it. Oh, that is awesome. Thanks for talking to me. Are you ready to jump back right in the game? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's go. Last time we all played, you ran into Onik, who had trouble with his cart. You fended off a pack of hyenas. Without killing them, 
I might say that's very impressive. I love this pacifist party. This is good. <laughs> well, there is a monk. Yeah, and animal lovers, too. We got two animal lovers. Yeah, yeah. And I hate everything. <laughs> and Onik was said he was going to give you a ride to the a festival where he was traveling just out of safety. So all four of you are riding in this cart with the two white rams with the beautiful horns pulling the cart up a road. You're still surrounded by a forest full of apple trees, but unnatural, weird-looking apple trees where the apples don't look that great. If I'm not mistaken, Irindor and Pika was sitting in the back while Tizzle and Karaga were sitting in the front with Onik. You don't hear anything out of the normal, and Onik turns around and is like, Ah, I'm so glad I'm not traveling alone. Tell me a little bit about yourselves. We still got a good, let's see, 30 minutes before we arrive. Tell me about yourselves. Fantastic. Off to a great start. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so needs to begin. Yeah, I'm Kariga. I'm from the Feywild. I'm out here exploring, getting to meet folk like you. I love dwarves. I was kind of getting tired of my elvish family being snobby, talking down about all the races. So thank you. I've been enjoying my trip so far. <laughs> Anna just kind of laughs and says, Ah, last, I didn't want to say it too much, but you're pretty nice for an elf. Your folk can get kind of snooty. Yeah, I appreciate that. You guys know how to let loose and have fun. Well, my name is Tessel, and I've been traveling with my friends for a year now, and I enjoy them. And that's pretty much all you need to know from me. Has she always been this secretive? We barely know anything about her, and we've been traveling with her for about a year. What matters is I'm here now, I'm your friends, and I'm here to help you guys, and that's all. Let's live in the now. And I'm just along for the ride. Onik just chuckles and, and says, "Ah, Most of the time, the simplest stories are usually the best. I'm glad I'm traveling with you. And he taps on the lid of the barrel, opening it up, and scoops up another cup full of cider and gives you like a look of suggesting you getting some more if you'd like. Ooh, thank you. Yes, I will have some more. And more. I'll take another. <laughs> I'm going to pass. I want to keep a clear head for the dangers that might be ahead. So responsible. Yes, thanks for making me look bad here. <laughs> the monk has it right. You know, there was a time when I would have partake. Partaked? Partooken? Partook? Imbibed. There was a time I would have imbibed, but alas, these days, I got to keep my mind, body, and soul on edge at all times, so I'm still going to abstain. I lost some brothers. It was kind of sad, but... Now I'm a friendly monk, and I don't drink anymore, so things are good. But that's my backstory. I'm sorry to hear that. What uh, Were you the youngest brother or the oldest? I was the youngest brother, and my uh, seven brothers and I were in a battle, and we were actually betrayed. It's a sad, let's, not, let's not dwell on the sad of the past. Let's happily look into the future. Agreed. And he chugs his cup. I'll drink for you. Don't worry. I got you covered. And just chugs it down. So as the five of you continue traveling, you finally leave the forest behind and enter a clearing. And you stumble upon exactly what Onyx said, a festival. And it's a grand, fantastic festival in this large clearing. 
When you come in, you see a large bonfire raging beautifully in the center. And behind the bonfire is a stage where you can see musicians playing various different instruments performing in front of a dancing crowd. To the left and to the right of the bonfire, you can see carts lined up in a half circle, connected by resplendent streamers of red and gold. When you look upon this scene, it is one of merriment. The carts all are selling different types of food and drinks, and you can smell it in the air. It is heavy with delicious smells. And Onik just stops in the front and kind of looks at it, and he shakes his head and is like, ah, yep, I knew I was late. Come on. And then he pulls up the reins. You go forward, and you kind of veer off to the left. And amongst these carts, you see an empty spot. And he pulls up the ramps through it, where he lines his cart exactly alongside the other ones that are already serving people with lots of beverages. And he hops down, and he kind of pats the rams to make sure they're okay, and he unhitches them. And he looks over to the foria and says, Ah, I knew I was going to be late, but I didn't think I was this late. All four of you, can you help me please set up? I got to put these big boys into the stable. If you see in the back, you'll see a basket with a rolled-up banner and a box full of fancier mugs than the ones we were drinking. Please, please set up. Make it look nice and try to sell as many, many mugs of cider as you can. Each customer will be paying with a token that they got before they entered. And there's actually a little competition between the cots. If you can get the most, we will get a monetary reward. So it's something that all of us tries to covet. Can you help me out with that? Sure. Absolutely. Sounds good to me. Sure, I guess so. Fantastic. You see him walk off to the distance behind the stage with the two big rams following in tow. So when you look in the cart, you see all these barrels, huge barrels that obviously made the cart very heavy and difficult to lift when you first saw him in the forest. You see in one of the barrels full of supplies and a large banner. And it's obviously the supplies needed to set up the cart. Who's gonna pull out all the stuff. I'll help. I'm pretty strong. Who's got the strength? Yep. I can carry a few things. Okay. So, Tezel, you open this barrel full of stuff, and you see a big banner. And as you unfurl it, you see it's really, really pretty, nicely woven, obviously stitched by hand. And this banner says, Brave Branch Beverages, in a beautiful brown stitching. And next to it on the on the front and at the end of those words, you see an insignia of an axe, an apple, and a grain of wheat layered on top of each other. So how do you plan on decorating this cart? And what do you do? I'm going to grab the banner and put it um, on the side of the cart. So cover it so it can be nice, nicely laid out. Can one of you give me a perception check? I got plus two. I have plus four. Plus three? Plus two. All right, one of you roll. Karaga's gonna roll. Karaga's rolling. 16 plus four. 20. 20. All right. So Karaga, as Tezel, Pika, and Erendor are kind of setting up the cart, you notice that to your left and to your right, all the other carts on your side of where the bonfire is, is all beverages. 
and it's different types of uh, cider. So you see on the other banners, you see like cherry, you see strawberry ciders, you see golden apple ciders. It's all types of fruit-based ciders. And in front of all these carts is this big see-through container. And on all of them, there's different amounts of tickets inside. Some of them are kind of low. There's not that many. Some of them is already like halfway there. None of them are all the way to the top. Maybe the highest one is in the middle. But you notice that they all kind of have like a gimmick. Like they either have someone playing in the front or a juggler in the front kind of trying to attract people. Interesting. Seems like they have a, a lot going on and we don't have much. What can we do to attract more people to our humble booth? I'll offer a kiss on the cheek to anybody who buys from us. There you go. How about you do one of your magic tricks, Karaga? You impressed us earlier over there. You can do some transformation spells, something less scary, of course. What would you guys like me to turn into? Can you juggle as a bear? <laughs> I can't. I can't. No. Maybe like a beautiful bird or something harmless so people can come and see you but not be scared or weirded out. All right. Do you want me to turn into a big, beautiful, exotic macaw? Okay, well, let's call people first so they can see you do it. That'll be way more entertaining. I'm little. Nobody's going to pay attention to me. I'm, I'm tiny. Who has a loud voice <laughs> to help me out? Who has a lot of charisma? My charisma is minus one. Minus, minus one, too. Zero. Oh, man. <laughs> I have plus one. Can I talk as a parrot? Call them first and tell them you're going to transform. Okay, so let me say that, Karaga, if you are going to turn into a macaw and do an action, that'll be your action for the turn. Okay. So somebody else has to step up and try to call people. Okay. Uh, and I will, I'll tell you what type of role, whoever it is, I'll tell you what type of role you're going to be making. Who is going to be calling out people? Erendor, you're up. Oh, okay. But it won't necessarily be charisma. It could be, it's whatever you're going to call it. Correct, DM? I mean, it could be influenced by charisma. I'm not going to tell you what it is. <laughs> okay. I will roll then. All right. So you are going to be doing a persuasion check. So you're going to try and persuade people to go to your cart. All right. And then you roll and then you tell me how you do it. My persuasion is a plus zero. I got a three. <laughs> I'm just going to go out to the to the crowd and try my best. Good luck. What do you say terribly? I say, come all, come uh, one of you, please, <laughs> to our humble cart that is has apples, best, best apples in town, apple cider, sorry, apple cider, oh, with alcohol in town, the very best. <laughs> let's have some it's it's good it's very good oh god okay so people are just walking up and hear you stammering in front of this the cart and just kind of look at you and like and they just kind of walk past you that was nope they were not interested in passing by your cart you didn't talk about that she's going to change into a bird if you'd mentioned that they might be more interested i don't know if that would have helped but (laughs) Tezel or Pika, do you want to try and do something? Negative one. How about you, Pika? Persuasion minus one as well. I mean, you could. You don't have to be yelling at people. You can try something else. 
Well, I was going to try juggling with my acrobatics, but... Why not? Well, there's other people juggling. You know, when when you go to these things and everybody's juggling, really? you know, it really, it ruins the effect of it because people walk by and they're like, oh, it's another juggler. You know, we've seen that a million times. It's like court TV or something. Once you've seen one of the trials, you've seen them all. <laughs> so we just need to get their attention to Karaga changing in the bird. So I'm just going to start getting everybody's attention. Can I roll for that? Uh, what? Tell me specifically what you're going to do. I'm going to say, listen up, everyone. Step right over. You're going to see something amazing. You're going to see one of our compatriots turn into a bird. Ooh, okay. So that's going to be a performance check. Ooh, okay. I'm a minus one at performance, too. Am I rolling? <laughs> yep. Okay. Ten minus one, so nine. Every now and then, maybe one out of every 10 people hear that and they turn around. They're like, ooh, a bird, a bird. Okay. A person walks up to you and says, excuse me, sir, you said someone's going to turn into a bird? My friend here, Karaga, she uh, has that ability. Why don't you call over like 10 of your friends and we'll put on a little show for you so you can see her do it? Roll perception. I mean, persuasion. Persuasion? Man, I got that negative one all the time. All right, 19 minus one, 18. The young woman kind of like, oh, okay. Like, and then turns around and says, hey, hey, Becky, Be- get over here. Get, Come here. Another young woman turns around and is like, oh, hey, how are you doing? And she's like, hey, this guy said that this elf is going to turn into a bird. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm here with my best friend, Becky. I, my other friends are somewhere else, but yeah, let's see it. We've gone viral. Tezel, did you want to do something else? Uh, yes. Um, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try something. Might as well. You currently you have two people. Should I, did I tell you what I'm gonna try first? Yeah. Tell me what you're gonna try. Okay. So um, I'm gonna try standing up since I'm little. I'm gonna jump up on the stand and just try to be loud and say, "Hey, come on, look! It's amazing, you guys. You've never seen this before in your life, I bet. Come on." All right. Roll performance. 10. And performance, negative 1. Okay, so you rolled a 9, too. Yes. Okay, so again, people are walking by, and like, one random dude is like, oh, alright, I have macaws in this area? And just kind of pushes up his glasses, like, alright, let's let's see, let's check it out. And just kind of, so you were able to attract three people. (laughs) (laughs) I guess maybe when Karaka does it, maybe people will look and your only hope now. <laughs> well, she can do it a few times. So like she could do it once and then they're like, wow, everybody come over here. So if they tell two people and then they tell two people and then they tell two people before you know it, we're on the cover of YouTube. We're on the front page. That's a good plan. I'm not familiar with this YouTube you speak of. <laughs> is that like a town crier? <laughs> In the monk community, this thing called YouTube is very, very popular. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> All right, Karaga, you walk up to the front and you see three people in front of you. You could do one of two different rolls. You know what? I'll let you do one of three different rolls. You can roll Arcana because it is magical what you're doing. You can roll Nature because you're going to be turning into an animal. Or you could do Performance. So you pick one of those three. I'm going to go with Arcana. I have a plus two. Is it Arcana or Arcana? 
Yeah, either way. <laughs> so at this point, I think I'm going to go and and just do it. I'm going to stand tall in front of a lot of people. And I'm just going to stretch my arms out and jump a little bit. And as I do that, turn into a bird and fly up. Nine plus two. You said a macaw, right? Yes. Okay. So you turn into a red and blue generic pirate macaw. And the people in the audience, the three people, they're like, ooh, and they clap politely. Okay, okay, all right. The guy with the glasses just says, all right, well, I mean, it's not bad. One of the other people in the cart, they have peacocks that you can pet, so I guess that's all right. And then the young woman and her friend clap politely. They're like, oh, I mean, we'll tell our friends, but you know what, in the meantime... Give us two of your ciders. And the gentleman just kind of shakes his head and just walks away. But you got two patrons who are interested in some cider. Who wants to pour? <laughs> oh, no. You want to try it again, Tezzle? Yes, I'll, I'll, I'll try to pour. I, I like to drink. Sure. I mean, I'm sure I can pour. Right? The D20? Yes. Uh, and it'll be dexterity. Okay. <clears throat> Plus one. Okay, I'm going to roll the dice. And I got a... <laughs> A two. <laughs> Y'all are doing great. So, um, I made a mess, guys. <laughs> you try to pour two cups, and maybe it was too heavy. You, uh, you thought it would be lighter, but you got one of the heavy barrels. And they shake, and the cider just gets all over these girls' clothes. And they kind of jump back. and like, oh, oh my god. You know what? Ugh. They look obviously exasperated and annoyed that their clothes and their legs got wet. Uh, here, and then they just kind of throw the two tickets at you and they walk away. As they walk away, you can see them maybe sip a little bit of the cider and then just kind of throw away the cup. Tell tell friends your tell tell your tell your friends please for more cider. I won't I won't serve anymore. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> As. They walk away, you hear the laugh of a woman coming from the corner of your left. And she's like, <laughs> oh my goodness, the last ones to arrive, and yet you are not doing that well. And as you turn to your left, you see a young woman in her 20s. She's kind of tall, about 5 foot 10. She is wearing a feather tricorn cap with beautiful peacock feather just kind of coming out. And she has long, dark curls that go all the way to her lower back and pulled into a ponytail. And even though it's kind of pulled into the ponytail, it's so long and curly that, to be honest, it doesn't even look like it's that much of a difference. She wears a charcoal waistcoat with golden buttons. And if you look really closely on the buttons, there's an imprint of a lion's paw. Her leg wear is a faded burgundy and she wears black thigh-high leather boots over them. And perched on her shoulder is a tabby cat with tuxedo colors, which means that it's a black cat, and she has a little bit of white markings on the tips of her paws, a little bit on her face, and one on the tip of her tail. She kind of goes up to you and says, Well, looks like this is your first cider festival that you are here for. What are your names? Here with the mess is Tezzel. Well, sorry about that. I'm Kariga. I am Irindor, my lady. And I am the lowly monk, Paiku. Nice to meet all of you. This is actually 
my cider festival. My name is Berta Antonias. Have you heard of my family before? The Antonia family? I have not. None of you? No. Oh, then you're not around from these parts. Hmm. I'm curious how you got the invitation. Well, let me see. Pull me a, pour me a cup. She kind of looks over you at uh, Tezel and says, if you like, young lady, you can, you can try again. <laughs> and just kind of chuckles. No, I'm going to give this to somebody else. <laughs> I, I need to clean up this mess I have over here. So humble. Monk, didn't you say you drank a lot of apples, ate a lot of apples, and you're familiar with apples from your past? I believe you said that when we were on the cart. Or prior to the cart. I can juggle them, but I don't know if I can pour them, but I can give it a shot. I have done this once before in the past. Nobody knows this. And the cider got all over the poor person I was trying Mm. to pour it for. But if you want me to try again, I'll try again. Bertha just chuckles when you say that. And I'm using the dexterity modifier? Yes, sir. All right, here we go. Nine plus three. Oh, you pour very well. You pour it average. For a monk. (laughs) <laughs> For someone who doesn't drink alcohol, you poured it very well. And she reaches out, grabs the mug, and kind of drinks it. And then as soon as you see her swallow that drink, her eyes just open. And she pulls the cup away from her. She looks up at the banner. She obviously didn't see it before. And she's like, oh, this this is Onyx Cider. Is, are you friends of Onyx? Is he not here? Onyx is... Our best friend, who we met mere hours ago, we saved his life. He owes us much, and that's why we're serving his cider for him, his unpaid servants. <laughs> oh, Bertha just kind of raises her eyebrow. It's like, oh, well, you are definitely new friends. I've never seen you before. Oh, I wonder where he went. Hopefully I can see him. Well, it's obvious that y'all need help. And then Onyx, a very, very dear friend of mine, we go way back. He was actually a friend of my grandfather many years ago before he passed away. Stars rest his soul. I think we should try and help him out a little bit. And so she puts the mug down on the counter. She walks forward towards the crowd. And from her pocket, she pulls out a flute. And she plays the flute very loudly. Even though there's music playing in the background on the stage, the music just kind of vibrates right through the crowd and everyone just kind of turns around once she sees that everyone has her attention she puts it away and she's like all right all of you listen this card may have been late but they have the most delicious cider and if any of you do not attend this cart i'll remember your faces and you will not be invited next year and so as soon as she says that all the customers look at each other and they start swarming the cart you are getting bombarded by a concourse of people just going towards the cart. All four of you, I want you to do a constitution saving throw because this is like a mob going towards the cart. Let's see if you have the stamina to pour all those drinks. I have a thought. Sure. I'm wondering, the cart next to us who seems to be doing so well, are they distracted by us? Can we perhaps steal some of their tickets while they're distracted by us? (laughs) Or would that be a bad idea? Thief. Okay, so... Maybe one of us can go over there while the rest (laughs) try and deal with the crowd. The monk is going to look the other way. Yeah, uh, Irindor, if you see an opportunity in the chaos, so you're going to ditch your friends to try and steal 
tickets? I don't agree with you, but do what you want to do. That's on you. That's okay. on you. Okay, I'm just trying to help out our new best friend, Onig. Go for it, but you do it. <laughs> you do you. <laughs> All right, so Arendor, you see the carts on both your left and right are very distracted by this mob of people swarming your cart, and they look annoyed and mad, rolling their eyes. Like, obviously, the favoritism is pretty strong. They're obviously distracted. So you will not roll a constitution saving throw. You will roll a stealth roll. If you want to hit one cart, you roll one. If you want to hit both carts, you got to roll two. Mm. But before that, I want the three of you to... Unless anybody else is going to do something else, let me see how you're handling with the cart situation, with the mob. The cider rush. This is a constitution saving roll? Yes. Okay. I'll go first. Okay, I have a plus four. Seventeen. Nice. Plus four, or that's the total? Oh, plus four, I'm sorry. So so bad I'm at 21. <laughs> Damn, nice. I rolled a 13 plus zero. All right. Whoops. I rolled a six. Four plus two. Do you stay in as a macaw? Yes. Okay. All of you did very well. So as this mob swarms your cart, Tezel, you're just on it. This is Coyote Ugly, the sequel. Redeeming myself is what I'm doing. (laughs) Exactly. You are rocking this. How are you rocking this? Okay, so I'm just gonna get the lighter barrels and just kind of just go make a line of the cups and just pour, 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 pour. Slide them, slide them, slide them, slide them, slide them. Going as fast as I can. Line them up, knock them down. You see the tickets just filling up your container. Uh, People are amazed. You're wowing them. They're definitely sticking around. Pika, you did a good roll too. Not as awesome as Tezel. But you did a good role. How are you serving your clients? Well, I do one of those little flip of the of the cup. Not a not a complicated one, but just one that I know I can land. And so I just do one of those and just kind of fill it up very expertly. Well, not expertly. I guess I didn't throw I I guess I didn't roll something that would allow me to use that word, but I pour it. It doesn't get on the the ground or anybody else, so, you know, I did okay. All right, good. Karaga you're a macaw. <laughs> yes. You're a parrot and you just kind of squawk. Are you doing anything? Yeah. So I, I'm flying above people, like trying to get them excited, kind of do a song in my macaw voice. But unfortunately, I kind of poop on a few people along the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how I was envisioning your role. Like, <laughs> uh, I couldn't hold it in. Just don't poop in their cider. It's okay. It's bird poop, right? Yeah. <laughs> Is that okay? They'll get over it. It's good luck. <laughs> exactly. They're going to get money. You, you poop on the ones that are obviously drunk. They don't even notice it. Too wasted to tell. Uh, because of those roles and because your friends are doing such a good job, Irindor, distracting the crowd, I will give you advantage on one stealth roll. Okay. So I'm going to just go for one because I think we're doing well. However, because of the armor I'm wearing, I have disadvantage on stealth. You have heavy armor? Apparently I do. I have scale mail, which is uh, 
make a dexterity stealth check when you attempt to conceal yourself from enemies, slink past guards, slip away. So it's a disadvantage when I'm using stealth. And knowing this, you still wanted to <laughs> perform this feat, huh? I was hoping somebody else would do it. I do have stealth plus four, though, so I do have high stealth. That's so you, <laughs> That's so weird. Can I shed this armor before? I don't know. Is that actually allowed? Because this isn't an encounter. You entered this game with that armor. All right. That's how I take it. When you take a short rest... I can change. You could change it. But right now, no. Okay. But it's still good. So whenever that happens, whenever you have an, an advantage and a disadvantage at the same time, they cancel each other out. So you're just going to do a normal roll. All right. Normal roll for stealth. Yeah, just one. Seven plus four, so 11. Hmm. You partially succeed... However, if you describe it well, then I'll let you have it as a success. So, yeah, you kind of sneak over and no one's seeing you. How are you going to steal these tickets? So I'm looking and all the crowd attention is, is obviously focused on the cart. There's a swarm of people. There's a bird that's pooping on people and everyone's distracted for better or for worse. The other... Uh, keepers of these carts or this cart that i'm going after i notice does look annoyed they're kind of standing in front of the cart trying to like get people no no come to my cart come to my cart so i take this moment to kind of sneak around the back a little bit i see that there's a bunch of there's some broken goblets on the so i'm careful to avoid those i don't want to make any extra noise and um i sneak in closer there's a little bit of a puddle i kind of step in it the other person kind of starts to turn but then she's distracted because the bird poop almost lands on her and thankfully so i just reach up and i grab a handful of tickets i don't know if i got them all i think i got a good amount and i slowly slink back to my my party and hopefully no one is the wiser all right yeah you grab a handful of tickets roll another d20 oh boy 10. Because you noticed that the person that was behind the counter in that cart was not being easily distracted, you couldn't do it as well. So you only grab 10 tickets, which, I mean, it's a good amount, but, you know, not that bad. You could have been helping us. Shoot. <laughs> ah, you did fine. Tezel did fine. Yeah. <laughs> I like to go my own way. The rest of you see Irindor just pop back up and just throw tickets into the container. Making it rain tickets. So I go and land on your shoulder and kind of yell in your ear. What does that yell sound like? <laughs> <laughs> Did I hurt your ear because I meant to? A little bit. I just look over at Iron Door and kind of give him a nod, like a, a little wink nod, like, I know what you did. <laughs> like, not a good job, but, uh, oh, well, you know, you did something at least. Like, <laughs> you didn't help, but I see what you did, but we're cool. That's cool. I just shake my head like, Ugh, this routine again. <laughs> I can't help it. I wasn't raised by monks. <laughs> he wasn't either. Trained by monks. I'm not a monk. We can't all be monks. Ooh. No. <laughs> all right. I, so y'all are doing an amazing job handling the crowd. Onik comes back and walks up to the cart and is just flabbergasted by the sheer number of people. And Onik's like, oh, I God, oh my stars, all of you are doing such an amazing job. Ah! And then he just kind of jumps in there and is helping you pour and helping manage the crowd. Y'all did very, very well. As, you know, the festival keeps going on, all of you are still helping with the pours. 
you're seeing your container slowly kind of grow and grow and grow. It's like at three quarters right now. So you look to your left and you see the people inside the car kind of scratching their heads and like in bewilderment looking at their container and they're just shaking their head. And then the one on the right, they did not reach as high as you did. They were just like kind of pouting and crossing their arms. As the sun starts to go down and obviously signaling the end of the festival, you see Bertha coming out of the crowd and go up to the car and just put her shoulder on it, leans down and looks at Anik, who hasn't noticed her yet, and said, well, looks like you might win this year, finally. And Anik just turns around and is like, his eyes light up seeing Bertha very happy. He jumps out. They go over and they hug. It's obvious they're really, really good friends. And he says, Ah, oh, last it is always good to see ya. I feel every time I see you, you get taller. And Berta just says, Ay, and every time I see you, I feel like you're getting shorter. And then they both laugh. And Onik turns over and he's like, Have you have you met me friends? They saved my life. Oh yes, I've I've met them. They're very good helpers. I'm glad you did very well. Well, I hope all of you uh, enjoy the festival. We're almost about to wrap up. Onik, you should let your workers at least try to get a rest. And Onik says, I, I think you're right. I think I got the rest before. All of you can enjoy the festival. And he just grabs a, a handful of a different color kind of ticket and gives each one of you one. This is for food if you want to grab something to eat. But no, take a break. You've enjoyed it. If you like, just come back once the festival's done. He dismisses you, and as you walk towards the center of the uh, the festival, towards the bonfire, you finally notice that behind the stage is a large manor, almost like an hacienda. And it's large, it's a beige color with chocolate-covered Spanish-inspired tiles, and vines are kind of growing over it. It's enormous, and it would be beautiful, but it looks really run down like this building has seen better days but you obviously can tell that this is on someone's property so you see the festival people are either some are really rowdy or some are starting to go back how do you wrap up the night i would like to find some bird seed for my new friend <laughs> but i don't think anyone's selling it here so i might just go enjoy a nice uh, leg of turkey and sit in a, a nice quiet area bite down on it I find a humble little meal of fruits and vegetables. I just chill out. It's fun watching everybody. I don't get drunk, but it's fun watching others get drunk. The more sober you are when other people get drunk, the more enjoyment I have. What a square. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go uh, go through the stands and try. Um, I saw cherry. Cherry cider over there. That, that sounds interesting. I'm going to try all of the new ones I can find. They all look delicious. So I'm going to go hit the stands. I see a group of dwarves kind of telling tales and stories. So that's where I'm attracted to. I'm going to go and listen to some of their stories. That's what I'm really interested in. As a macaw? No, I turned back into an elf now. So I don't know if they, they think I belong there, but I'm still hanging. So all of you are having a great time. Once the sun is completely down, the torches go on, but it's pretty much over. You head over back to Onik's cart. He's just wrapping up and all right. So you go back to Onik and he comes up with open arms and he's like, y'all, y'all get over here, get over here, get over here. And you kind of run power walk towards him like, I 
got amazing news. We won. We got first prize. Yay. Yeah. All right. That's how we roll. <laughs> and he's so happy. He's like, oh, my God. He just kind of comes over and he like tries to hug you. You're welcome. I'll keep my distance from you. Thank you very much, dwarf. <laughs> and then he just waves his hand at you and hugs the other three. He's like, oh, I am so happy. Tomorrow at breakfast, they will give us our prize. Uh, I heard sometimes they include a gem. It's all up to Bertha, but I have a feeling that since we kind of know each other, she'll give us a little extra something. something. So you all turn for the night. Onik, he's like, go inside, rest up, do what you got to do. Just say you're with my cards and they'll hook you up with the room. I got the rest. Don't worry. I'm so happy. So all four of you go past the bonfire behind the stage where the music is slowly ending and into the manor. And inside is pretty much kind of how it looks on the outside. It's very worn down building. There's a beautiful fountain in the center, but there's no water running. Probably the pipes aren't working. And someone from inside kind of leads you to your rooms. And all four of you have your own room. And you will be taking a long rest. So a long rest means that everything resets and you have a chance to like look at your stuff or your items. This won't be the only time I'll give you a long rest, but this is like a chance for you to... How do all of you wind down and get ready for the next day? Meditation. That's easy. Obviously, probably very, very drunk because I tried all of the stands. So I just walk in the room, just like a sack, just pop on the bed and that's it. I'm out. <laughs> After transforming twice in a day, I'm pretty exhausted. So I kind of just go to bed and knock right out. Oh, I, uh, I kick off my boots. I pull up a chair. I kind of sit there, relax for a little bit. And then I'm like, ah, I'm going to bed and I lay in bed and that's pretty much it. All four of you fall asleep on this average mattress. It's, it's, it does its job. It's not super comfy, but it does its job. However, when all four of you are asleep and you're all into this deep sleep, you're not dreaming. It's blackness, absolute blackness. But suddenly, a white flash emerges in your dream and it's blinding white, blinding, shimmering white. And it's from nothing and it just comes out of nowhere. However, subsequent waves of light follow after that initial white a frightening alabaster, and then it morphs and changes into a melancholy indigo, and then it changes again into a curative jade, and then into crimson, and then finally it all gets swallowed back up again with inescapable obsidian. But regardless of how you see this foresight, maybe you saw it when you first fell asleep, maybe you see it before you wake up, but all four of you have this vision, but all four of you don't know that you had it at the same time. So you wake up and all four of you get together. You all leave the rooms at the same time since breakfast is being called. You go down and you see a table, multiple tables, and you recognize some of the people. They were the cart owners and they're all having breakfast. And you see Bertha and Anik sitting and chatting and they see you and they kind of wave you over. Like, hey, hey, hey. All four of you sit down and there's a delicious scrambled eggs. There's sausages. There's milk and coffee, and there's even a jar of mimosa just sitting in the middle. Ah, good morning. I hope all of you slept well. I know the 
building looks a little run down, but I know Berta always hooks up with at least some good mattresses, right, lass? And Berta's like, she nods her head and she says, Ah, yes, I hope all of you slept well. My grandfather, unfortunately, he never invested in renovating this building. I hope to do it someday, but I hope you all slept well. Yes, thank you. Um, I actually had a really weird dream that I can't shake off. It was just like complete darkness, nothing I've ever perceived before. That's weird. Uh, I thought I was just drunk. I I thought it was just maybe I was having some visions or something. I didn't know you experienced the same thing. That's kind of odd. My dream was about colors and then darkness. I thought they slipped something in the cider, but then I re- remembered that I didn't have any. So my dream was pretty strange as well. I don't know. I feel something magical here going on. Since we all had the same dream? Yeah, something mystical. Berta, listening to all your conversations, raises her eyebrow and says, Well, well, that's a coincidence if I ever heard one. Onik, did you spike the cider again? And Oh, I got my accents mis- mixed up. Hold on. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's like, Berta turns over and she's like, Onik, did you spike the cider again? And Onik just like, I would never do that. You know, I only do that at weddings or funerals. One of those two. But the monk didn't drink at all. He says he had the same dream. And Bertha just kind of like, well, well, that's a coincidence if I ever heard one. Oh, y'all look great. Looks like y'all had are well rested. Uh, eat up. And while you eat, let me tell you a little bit about this building. And to be honest, I, I was hoping to ask all four of you uh, a favor. Onik told me of how you defended the pack of wild hyenas coming here. Maybe you can help me? What did you have in mind? Well, as you know, this building belongs to my grandfather, but this hacienda is actually part of a town further east if you travel along the main road. And unfortunately, that town was hit by a meteor roughly 75 years ago. And Onik just kind of looks down and, you know, shakes his head like, I, I remember that day. It just, the blazing star just came out of nowhere. It's a good thing your grandfather was here. And then Berto's like, yeah, luckily my grandpa and my dad was just a little young boy. And luckily they were not in town to do their, their normal business. But unfortunately, there are some important documents that need to be retrieved. Important ones that belong to my grandfather that, you know, we never had a chance to go there. I was wondering if all four you can go and grab it for me. I'm too busy closing up the festival here and I have business in Waterdeep that I have to return to. Do you think you can go get them for me? Yeah, let's go, guys. What else are we going to do? I have a question. Why have you not done it before now? Why haven't you got them before the festival began? She puts her arm behind her head and kind of scratches and says, Well... The truth is, the town Ravna, to be honest, not a lot of people go there anymore. It's abandoned, and this used to be a beautiful town. It used to be an agricultural town. We had apples here, and then there was a neighboring orchard that had oranges. But, you know, the meteor destroyed everything, and I think it affected the land, too. Obviously, if you see my orchard, apples are awful. I think it kind of tainted the soil. And I heard some strange creatures might travel there to the unknown. I don't have any information, but I can't go there by myself. I can't risk it. All four of you, you look like a strong team. 
maybe you can go get it for me. Has anyone ever gone and come back? Onik just chuckles. I was like, ah, lass, always with the good questions. Uh, I've only gotten past the hill. I've never gotten into the town. That town is, it is destroyed. It is not what it used to be. It seems like a fiery explosion just decimated. And too many people are too afraid to go there, including myself. And Bertha just says, yeah, that town is not what it used to be. People are just too afraid. But the four of you look good. And, you know, she digs into her pocket and she pulls out a small but very beautiful sapphire. And she says, here, if you go... Think of this as a down payment. And she puts it on the table. It's just that those documents are so important to me. I really need someone to go get it. You think you'd be able to go? I'm never one to turn down meeting strange creatures. So I'm in if you guys are. Sounds like fun. Let's do it. I guess it's worth the risk, maybe. Well, somebody's got to protect these three. So I'll go too. She claps her hands together. like, ah, thank you. And she goes back into her pocket. And she pulls out a small kind of skeleton looking key. But instead of a skull, it's an apple. And she puts it on the table next to the sapphire gem. And she says, oh, thank you. Thank you so much, so much. I appreciate it. So the documents is located in a safety deposit box inside of what used to be the bank. You can't miss it. Hopefully the building isn't destroyed. But my grandfather told me that all the safety deposit boxes were fireproof. So hopefully it's still there and still locked. It is number 113. And so she slides over the, the key and she slides over the sapphire gem. Please come back. I really hope you can. I'll be here in the next three days. And I hope you come back in those three days. She kind of chuckles. I'll also give you a monetary reward when you return. All right, then. Sounds good. Who's who's holding the key? I think you are, Pika, our trusty monk. All right. I'll take the key. You guys can fight over the sapphire. <laughs> oh, I'll hold on to that. No. I think I should. I, I agree with Karaga. Okay. I'm very in tune with the elements. It's not too heavy for you, bird. your bird uh, talons, if you transform again? I got it. Don't worry about it. Okay. So Karaga reaches over and she gets the sapphire while Pika gets the key. So Bertha stands up and she's like, well, I'll leave you to it. Thank you so much. Onik, you always find the best people. I think you have a luck about it. And Onik just kind of laughs like, I, I always get into trouble, but sometimes a little trouble is good. It led me to these four. Well, enjoy your brunch and you can head out whenever you like. As she walks away, you notice that she's talking to the other cart owners, you know, making the rounds, discussing, with her tabby cat still perched on her shoulders, asleep, exactly how it looked the day before. And you see her walk away. And Onik rummages through his bag, and he pulls out a trophy of silver, and there's wolves, two wolves howling at each other on the edges of the trophy. And he puts it on the table, slams it down, and says, Ah, before I forget... I want to say thank you very much for the help. I've only won first place like probably a couple of times. And my wife told me not to even come to even bother because I was here by myself. And he grabs the trophy and like, Mwah! and gives it a kiss. He's like, if it wasn't far for you, 
I would have never gotten this year. It's, it's really good. Thanks for having us along. It was quite the adventure. And I hope you know that I got you 10 extra tickets on my own accord. That's true. What a coincidence. We won by 11 tickets. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm here. <laughs> he's, you know, he's looking at the trophy. But you notice that glances off to the sign, sort of surreptitiously making sure that Berta's gone. And he's like, okay, okay, come on, come on, come here, come here. And he does like a waves over as a huddle. He's like, look, since y'all going to Ravna, I was wondering if y'all can do me a favor. And he digs into his pocket, pulls out a little piece of paper. And on that little piece of paper is a crudely drawn apple with an arrow pierced through it. And he says, well, since all of y'all going to the Antonia safety box, I was wondering if you can give me a document. It's not the one Bertha wants. Don't, don't worry about her. She's fine. Hers is a different one. The one I'm looking for looks like this. If you can grab that document for me before you give whatever is, else is in that safety deposit box, please, it'd be much and greatly appreciated. And he slides the crudely drawn drawing over to the center of the table. I don't know, Onik. We've already saved your life and helped you win a trophy. I'm all for helping people, but why do you need this specifically? Well, you know, the, Bertha's grandfather, he, he owed me a favor a long time ago and stars rest his soul, but he never paid it back. This paper is what I need for that favor to be squared. Poor Bertha, she doesn't know, but I need this paper and it's actually sealed on a wax. So if you open it, it is void. It's important that you do not open it. I feel like I need to know a little bit more of what your intentions are with this document before I am willing to, we're willing to risk our lives. Hey, I respect secrets. I respected your secrets. This is my secret. You know what? I don't know about the rest of the team, but we knew you first. You seem like a great guy so far. You've been nice to us. You've been good to us. So um, I'm, I'm okay with that. Ah, oh, thank you, lass. Oh, I know you were a special one. I'll buy anything with an Apple logo on it. <laughs> Even if there's a bite taken out of it. <laughs> well, I'm tempted to intimidate him into telling us more, but I don't know. If the rest of the party seems uh, trusting of him, then I won't be the only one doing such a thing. Onik just kind of looks, sees that you're furring your brow, Erendor, and is like, whoa, 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 whoa. I'll let you figure it out. Hopefully the last here can knock some sense into you. But just, you're there anyway, might as well. Remember to find me. And he also pulls out a map. And it's a very well-drawn map. Obviously someone else did it. It's a map of the town of Ravna. And you see like a little circle on one of the bigger buildings in the center. And he points at it. He's like, this is where the bank is. It's very obvious. You know, you have just figure it out. And he just stands up and is like, well, I'll send you off, finish your breakfast, and hopefully I'll see you before you see my dear friend there. And just power walks out of the table. And so all four of you are looking at your plates. You're almost done eating and planning on going to the next town. How do you plan before you start heading out? We should take some sundries and a little bit of water. How long does it take to get to Ravna? Looking at the map, 
right now it's early morning, maybe the equivalent of 9.30, 10 a.m. You'll probably get there a little after midday. So probably like the equivalent of 3 o'clock. You'll get there with some light. So maybe a light lunch. Sounds good. And a light dinner in case we get sidetracked. I guess we do have to have enough for the return journey. But who's going to carry all this food? Tezel. <laughs> we all carry our own. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got a pack, so I got a... I don't know if I have a Dungeoner's pack or a Adventurer's pack, but I got one that I can put some food in. All right, well, what else do we need besides food? I got to go back to my room and get some of my essentials. Erendor, are you going to stay in that armor? Hmm. Yeah, I think I'll stay in the armor. All right, all right. I'm going to get one of those t-shirts that says, I was at the Cider Festival and all I got with this was this stupid t-shirt. <laughs> Accurate. And I'm going to steal it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so all four of you get your belongings from the rooms. You're all packed up. You got your rations. And you walk out and you see, as you walk out, you see that the other cart owners are starting to pack up their belongings. And you head out further east, and you travel along the forest. Now this time, you're leaving the apple trees behind, and it kind of looks like a normal forest. You're all fine. You get there very timely. You did very well. And you go forward up a little hill, and you look down, and you see the town of Ravna. You cannot call this place a town anymore. It is decimated, ravaged, completely gone. Probably you'll see the skeletons of what buildings used to be. The ground is almost black. Trees are barren. There's no leaves on it. This town is gone. It's completely gone. And a heavy haze surrounds it, almost mystifying it. And this haze is not of normal fog. It has a hint of color. It almost looks purple. And as you look down, you see that it will be no easy task to go get those documents. Son of a- She better pay us more for this. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Magical Tea Party. If you'd like to interact with us, you can find us on Twitter at underscore Magical Tea. You can find us on Facebook at Magical Tea Podcast. And you can also find us on Instagram at Magical underscore Tea underscore Party. Magical Tea Party is a part of Brainy Stem, where you can find other pop culture related podcasts, and you can find all those at BrainyStem.net. If you like what you hear, please consider leaving a review and a five-star rating. That would really help the show. The music has been provided by Jesse Howard, and you can find him at Jesse Broadcast on Instagram. Until then, we hope you'll join us for our next episode of Magical Tea Party. Oh, look at that. I got a 20, 20, my one time using a dice cam. Why couldn't that have worked earlier? Rainy stand.